You're listening to the Wise Wife Podcast. So you want a better marriage? Well, then buckle up, buttercup. You're in the right place. Well, I feel like I have been sick more days than I have been healthy since starting this podcast. And I'm going to say that I'm not sure that's a coincidence. So here I am, sick again, and I I have to get this out for you guys and appreciate your prayers. But yeah, it has been an interesting coincidence. Today, I'm really excited to answer a pressing question, not with my own thoughts and my own opinions, but really with truth, with biblical truth that I really believe is going to help some of you who are struggling with the very real challenge of dealing with another woman in your life. And There's this one thing that I hear so much from women who have been left by their husbands for someone else, or eventually there is someone else involved, like it was for my case. And there's this sort of comparison game that they start to play, and we all play. It's natural to start to compare yourself. I mean, some women I've had reach out that their husbands are with a woman who's younger than the number of years they were married to their husband. Like they've been married for 30 years and now her husband has left her for someone who's 27. These kinds of things. And then, you know, there's other people whose husbands have started relationships with exotic women, supposedly interesting women or kid-free women. That one I hear a lot too where all of a sudden your husband ups and leaves the responsibilities of husband and father and is living it up with a single girl who has no kids. It's so easy in these situations to start comparing yourself, right? You can not feel young enough. You cannot feel pretty enough. You can feel, well, she's carefree. She has no kids and I'm here stuck with the kids and I'm doing the right thing raising the kids, like how can I even compete with that? Or she's 25 years younger than me, or she's thinner than me, she's prettier than me, whatever it is, there's something inherently flawed with your thought process, if that is what you are thinking. Because the truth is, there is no comparison to be made. You are the wife of his youth. You are his covenant spouse. You are using the world standards, the world's measuring stick, to compare yourself to this other woman, be it a full-fledged relationship or perhaps the start of some kind of affair that's on the horizon or a threat in your marriage. Regardless, You're using the world's measuring stick when you start to compare yourself on things like beauty, age, vanity, childlessness. Like these are all things that the world has respect for. But nowhere in the word do we see that any of those things count. In fact, It says the opposite right there in Proverbs 31, 30, charm is deceptive and beauty does not last, but a woman who fears the Lord will be greatly praised. Or Proverbs 11, 22, like a gold ring in a pig's snout is a beautiful woman who shows no discretion. 
I mean, there's so much more we could get into where we see that the world's measuring stick is nothing to the Lord. It means nothing. And I have seen many marriages restored where the quote unquote other woman on paper is more attractive, more interesting, more successful, more whatever. And yet that doesn't stop the husband from coming back to his wife who fears the Lord and has learned how to measure herself by the Lord's standards. That is what truly matters. There were a lot of things that I did as I fought to reclaim my marriage and understand and learn what it meant to be a godly wife. There were a lot of foundational practical things that I did. And I think taking care of myself was one of them. Exercise and eating right. It was important, but it was not my focus because my focus became getting in the word. And that corrected a lot of my other negative habits. Emotional eating. I I didn't really emotionally eat or drink because I was so rooted in the word. And it was my fuel source. If I tried to compare myself to the other women that my husband was with in our separation when he had no interest in ever coming back to our marriage. There was no contest because I met some of these women and I know some of them. And on paper, it felt like a losing battle. But the truth is there was no contest, but not the way you think. It was that I had all the aces. I was the one who mothered his children. I was the one who was the wife of his youth. I was the one who was his covenant one flesh spouse. And while darkness and evil forces came against us to try and rip that apart, I knew that I had all the aces. And so instead of looking at the situation through the lens of the world's standards and the world's measuring stick, I continually forced myself to look at it through the lens of God's measuring stick. And that meant I was the victor. It was only a matter of time. But if you're sitting there and you're constantly beating yourself up for not being enough, you're missing the point, right? Because that's like saying to God that he's not enough. And while it's good to be humble, we should all have humility. There's a difference between humility in knowing that God has to be the one to move for something to happen and just beating yourself up for not performing well enough. That's the, I'm not pretty enough. I'm not young enough. I'm never going to measure up to her. Why would he ever come back to me? It's looking at the situation through the world's measuring stick, through the lens of what the world finds acceptable. And that will always steer you wrong. (laughs) It just always will. And the Lord is asking you, hey, do you trust me? Because he loves showing up and showing off. I actually think that he intentionally let the other woman in my life 
be a super attractive model just to kind of make it really obvious that this was not about me. It wasn't about whether I had earned anything. I wasn't enough to measure up on the world's standards. But I had all the aces. And so it's a mindset, right? Because if you're sitting there constantly speaking death over yourself, as if this other woman or multiple other women, whatever your situation is, as if there's no competition, there's no contest, that you're just doomed, you're spitting in God's face. And you're saying that the world's standards are somehow more powerful than his. And it's just not true. So if you felt that way, which is pretty normal to feel that way, it's nothing to be ashamed of. We've all felt that way. If you felt that way, though, it's time to really repent and ask for forgiveness because that is an insult to the Lord to say that you are somehow in control or you somehow have the ability to convince your hard-hearted husband to come home. And that's something to really lay down and to pray that God will give you fresh eyes, spiritual eyes to see who's holding all the aces because it's not her. And she knows it. And that's why they go crazy. That's why they go crazy. Like if I had, oh my gosh, if I had a dollar for every mistress that I have seen turn into a crazy person, your light will always expose their darkness. And it's not going to be in the world's way. It's not going to be through harsh words or ultimatums or exposing them. No, it's just the light of Jesus, the kindness, the love, the grace that you will have will always expose them in a way that makes them feel so vulnerable and so naked and so threatened that they will eventually break. And you just have to trust that God's process works. His call to sacrificially love even your enemies will come out for your good, right? This is about Romans 8.28. This is about all things work together for the good of those who are called according to his purposes. Well, you are being called to his purposes right now. The situation that you're in, he's calling you to live out his purposes. And when you do that, all things are worked together for your good. This is a two-way street. Isaiah 28, 16 says, therefore, this is what the sovereign Lord says. Look, I am placing a foundation stone in Jerusalem. It is a firm, tested, and precious cornerstone that is safe to build on. Whoever believes need never run away again. I will take the measuring line of justice and the plumb line of righteousness to check the foundation wall you have built. Your refuge looks strong, but since it is made of lies, a hailstorm will knock it down. Since it is made of deception, the enemy will come like a flood to sweep it away. I don't know about you, but if there was anyone who has built a house on lies and deception, 
it would be an adulterous mistress with your husband. That to me um, doesn't really seem like a good foundation. So you don't even really need to use anything but common sense to know that that's a faulty foundation. And I look at that scripture and it's like, okay, how do I make sure that my foundation is the firm, tested, and precious cornerstone that is safe to build on? Jesus. So he's calling you to the place you are right now to live out according to his purposes in love, in kindness, in grace, in patience, self-control. And as you do that, you know that you have the firm foundation. And that is the firm foundation that husbands come looking for. When things go south on the other side of your mountain, where they are living it up, seemingly living it up, they will desire the firm foundation and God will move one way or the other. Justice will happen. I love the NIV version of that scripture. It says the one who relies on it, Jesus, the cornerstone, will never be stricken with panic. And I know a lot of you are panicking. You're looking at these circumstances that you feel you just can't measure up. And you're panicking. That's because you're looking at the wrong standards. You need to be focused on that precious cornerstone that is safe to build on. It is Jesus. It's what he calls you to be in the face of adversity, in the face of hurt, in the face of pain, in the face of offense. Looking at all of that and being able to say, I still trust you. I know you have a plan. You are going to work this all out for my good. And I will just worry about today and not get caught up thinking about the future because like you said, there is enough worry for today. Let me just get through today and get through today really well with joy and peace and comfort. You have to stop looking far ahead at the what ifs and, and the scenarios that you've played out in your mind because they're just movie trailers you don't need to see because there's no guarantee that any of that will ever happen. And it's too much to worry about. So just think about today and how you can live out the call that God has on you for today and get your eyes fixed on God's standards. Are you living up to his standards? That is something I would want to worry about. That is something that I would be having some hard conversations with myself about. Am I living up to his call on my life? Am I trusting him? Am I in peace knowing that all I have is truly from him? That's a measuring stick you want to worry about. Not the other ones. All of the rest, it's just fodder. It really is. It's just a byline. It's just a extra little piece of interest in your story. It's not the main plot. So we got to stop treating it like it's the main plot. And I'm not saying these things to dismiss the fact that you are up against some really hard stuff. But when I was going through that hard stuff, I didn't need someone to tell me, 
oh, woe is you. It's so terrible. And all these things are happening. Oh, you poor thing. I didn't need that. I did not need that. That was not going to help me get through another day. In fact, that was going to destroy me. What I needed and what I was fortunate enough to have by the grace of God were people that could say, buck up. It's not that bad. Which was kind of hilarious because it actually really was bad. (laughs) Like it was actually really bad. I mean, when your husband is telling you, I don't love you. I never loved you. Have you heard these things? Because I know I'm not the only one that heard those things. So it's not to say that those things don't crush you. But I'm here to tell you that if you want that crushing weight to be lifted, it might not be lifted completely because that is just the cost of suffering. But I promise you it will feel much lighter if you stop measuring yourself with a world standard that has no meaning and no value in the eternal realm, which is what really matters. You're feeling bogged down. You're feeling defeated. You're feeling burdened. But Jesus says, my yoke is light. Well, (laughs) what did he mean by that? I mean, he meant you're still wearing a yoke. You're still going through this hard season. It might not be the time for this hard season to end yet. But while you're in it, don't you want it to feel light? So if your faith and your trust and your eyes are fixed on him, instead of, I need to lose 20 pounds, I need to go get a facial, I need to I need to do all these things to try and make myself more attractive, more appealing, more enticing. That is missing the point. You will not make it past that. You will be so burdened down with that standard. So cling to the Father's standard. Learn all you can about His standard, what it is that He's calling you to, not just as a wife, but as a woman, as a believer, as a mother, as a sister, as a friend. What is He calling you to? What is He asking you to be? Because that is when the rest of your worries become very light because you feel so in lockstep with him. And when you do that, I promise before you know it, your miracle comes because time suddenly doesn't hold you prisoner anymore because you're thriving and you're living life and you're feeling connected to the true source. And it just puts everything in its proper perspective and its proper place. Thanks for tuning in to the Wise Wife Podcast. Go to wisewifeblueprint.com and download your free battle strategy. These are the five things you must do if you want to see breakthrough in your marriage. And remember, it takes two to save a marriage. You and Jesus. Jesus.